Welcome to episode 69 of the Take Back Your Territory podcast. Today's episode is titled Reframe Temptation. If you don't know me, my name is Lindsay. I am a master coach of holistic health, a certified personal trainer, a primal health and wellness coach, a revelation wellness instructor. I'm also a certified never binge again coach. All this to say, the Lord has taken my mess, turned it into my message, and put me on mission to help you get and stay free from basically the bondage of food, um, but also to help you come into a life of fullness and health and wellness and abundance. So I'm going to give you a little backstory on what's been going on lately um, and also the project that I've been working on before we get started on reframing temptation. So to start with, um, I published a book back in August and then pulled it off the shelves because it was something that I no longer could stand by. In the rewriting and in the reworking, I've been walking through five beautiful women um, through a group, a group coaching, through food freedom, and basically the Lord has me sitting at his feet at all times in order to be doing this his way, his will, and the way that his kingdom works. Something that has come up um, and that has come out of this as I've been working on writing a book for almost three years called Take Back Your Territory. And every time I went to write it, I was always kind of brought back to this thing that I've had with food. See, I've been a binge eater. I've had an eating disorder. I've been an emotional eater since I was four years old. And for the last 36 years, the Lord has been working in me um, to get me free and to get me healed. Um, and in the midst of all of that, of course, I was going to every diet and every program known to man. But we are not to be conformed to this world, but be, we are to be renewed in the spirit of our minds. And so that is what we do here at Take Back Your Territory, especially with food freedom. So what is your territory? Well, you will learn in the book that is going to be uh, published in November called Take Back Your Territory. Uh, food Freedom Edition, that you are your territory, that you are supposed to be taking back. Um, when I was first writing this book, I had, like, is this a farmland? Is this, because I'm a girl from Iowa, so when I think of territory, I think of farmland. I think of pretty, pretty boxes of fields that you might see from an airplane, um, and and um, I was always asking this question, well, what is the territory? Why must we take it back? What happened that um, this territory was stolen or this territory was stolen? And how do I take it back? And after many, many things that the Lord did in me this year, um, I realized that I am the territory. My health, my intimacy with the Lord, my mental wellness emotional health, physical health. These are all things that are my territory. And as a Christian, we live in the tension between stewarding and surrendering. 
You see, the more territory of ourselves that we allow the Lord to take up, the more of his kingdom we get to walk in. So we live in this tension in our territories between constantly learning on how to steward them well, because we are temples of the Holy Spirit, constantly laying them down, um, surrendering them back to the Lord. Just like in John 17, how Jesus said in his high priestly prayer that um, God gave him these disciples. He gave him us, and then he gives them back. It is a cyclical thing. So just as God gave us our bodies, we are to steward them. We are to take care of them. We are to um, maintain health. And then we're also supposed to surrender those back to God. We are supposed to be doing this according to his will, his ways, and the way that his kingdom works. So that is an overview of um, what Take Back Your Territory is. And as I follow the Lord, as we kind of move and groove into where he's leading, um, I think a lot of things are going to become more clear and more defined. And thank you for being on this ride with me. It's, it's really fun and it's really uncomfortable, but here we are. All right, so we are focused today on reframing temptation. We are in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And I'm going to read this out of the NASB version. Um, so no temptation has overtaken you, but such as common to man. God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will provide a way out. He will provide a way of escape so that you will be able to endure. So the reason that we're talking about reframing temptation today is because a lot of times I think, especially with food, when it, when we really focus on diet culture, words like triggers and cravings and you know uh, restriction and deficit and hunger and um, even over-exercising, like all of these words kind of go along with diet culture. And we have to count points and we have to count calories and we're counting macronutrients and we're searching for a plan and we're weighing ourselves and we're weighing our food and we're doing all of these things to get one result, which is to have a smaller body, to burn fat, to have a smaller waistline, to have a smaller number on that scale when we step into it. Ugh, that's a lot of striving. That is a lot of striving. And I don't know about you, but I am a testament to the fact that the binge restrict mechanism in your head is a real thing. And it is a real habit that, um, that we will get ourselves locked into where Monday through Friday, we're good to go. And then on the weekend, everything gets blown out of the water because we've been restricting and decision-making and um, basically clawing our way and striving towards this goal. And we talk about a lot of things back in Food Freedom. We talk about a lot of things in the coaching, and we we're going to be talking about a lot of things in, in the book. But 
First of all, let me just point out that your worth is not found in your size. If you are identifying yourself merely based on your body, I'm so sorry, but that's only going to bring you emptiness. If you are categorizing your worth, your beauty, your ability to be used by God, um, your ability to be loved based solely on what you look like, I'm so sorry. If you are also basing your ability to overcome on what has happened in the past and you are allowing obstacles that you maybe couldn't have overcome in the past to remain obstacles today, thinking that you can't overcome them, thinking that you have no power, thinking that you are powerless to food. I'm so sorry. These are all false belief systems. These are all rooted in fear and rooted in powerlessness and not rooted in Christ. These are identity issues. Something has been built on a false foundation. And what we do here is we go after the false foundations. We see, we, we lift the house up, you, the territory, the house, we lift you up and we see the foundation that you are built on, that you have been built on, that you built yourself on. Because the way that God builds is he builds to truth. He builds to his plumb line. He builds to his right way of doing and his kingdom way of doing. And as we were in this world, things got skewed. And we began to believe lies about ourselves. And those things got into our foundations. That water seeped in and is corroding and bulging and bowing our real, true identities in Christ. So we have to dig out we have to raise up. We have to anchor ourselves back in the word. Anchor ourselves back with the Lord. Come up into his plumb line. And fix what was broken. Isaiah 61 says to be repairs of the walls, to be repairs of the breach. And uh, that's one of the things that we do here. So when we look at temptation, let us no longer look at temptation as this thing that we are powerless to, this thing that we can't overcome. Because it says right here in the scripture that the Lord gives us a way out. This original word um, in the Greek, the first word temptation, and I'm going to not do this well, but it's periosmos. It means to be uh, putting to proof by an experiment. 
It means to provoke. The word adversity is rooted in this word. It also means to test. It means to put under trial. A trial made of you by a bodily condition. A temptation is a trial of a man's fidelity, integrity, virtue, and constancy. When I think of the word integrity, I think of this easy definition that integrity is not what you do in front of man, but it is what you do behind closed doors. And with temptation, it is our character that comes under fire. It is our resolve to hold fast to what God says about us and God's way of doing things and his will and his ways and his strength. Temptation comes to test. I'm reminded of Eve in the garden when the serpent said, did God really say that? That was a test. Temptation is a way that we get to prove ourselves. And I fully believe it is part of the refiner's fire. To go along with the scripture... Um, that second word temptation here, it, it also means to put on trial and to test. Um, but in this one, periazzo, it also means to sin. So the trial, the test is to see and to prove if we're going to sin or if we're not. It says, but God is faithful he will not allow you to be tempted or put on trial or put on test, put in a test beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will provide a way out. That word here for way out is the word escape, which is ex basis, which is an exit. God will provide a way out or a way of escape that you will be able to endure. And that word endure here means to bear up, to endure patiently. A few scriptures that also use this word, temptation, the same word. When Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray, Part of that prayer is, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In Matthew 26, 41, he said, keep watching and praying that you may not enter to temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. In Luke 4, 3, when Jesus was in his 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, it said, when the devil had finished every temptation, 
he left Jesus until an opportune time. Luke 8.13 says, Those on the rocky soil are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, but they have no firm root. They believe for a while, but in the, t- in the time of temptation, they fall away. Luke 22.28, when Jesus said to his disciples, You are those who have stood by me, in my trials. What if we reframed the word temptation with the word test? What if we reframed temptation and thought it merely as training ground, a testing ground, a place of refining? That definitely bears that we have more of a choice here. Because one of the biggest lies that we can believe as Christians is that we are powerless to temptation. The fact that that Paul had to write that what you're going under, this test, this trial, this temptation that you're going under is completely common to man. There is nothing new under the sun. And as he goes on to say that God is faithful, that will always provide you a way out. First, he will not give you a temptation, a trial, or a test that you will not be able to endure. He will not put anything into your life that you will not be able to withstand. And along with a ceiling on this test, this curve on your trial, he also gives you a way out. So I want you to to lift your, your left hand, palm up, and I want you to realize this is the test. This is the trial. This is the temptation. And then as you lift your right hand, palm up, and with this temptation. God gives you a way out. They go together. A temptation will not come at you where the Lord has not also joined it with a way out, a way of escape. You get both. And in these moments of temptation, That is where we have a choice. It is a lie from the pit of hell that people are going around believing that they have no self-control. You have self-control. You brush your teeth, you get out of bed, you put on your clothes, you choose to go to work or not. You choose to pay your bills or not. You choose to not cheat on your spouse or not. You have a choice in every single thing that you do. You are not walking around powerlessness, powerless in this life, especially as a believer, especially those who are in Christ. 
who are already seated at the right hand at the throne of God in him. So please stop believing the lie that you don't have any self-control when it comes to food. Because we have been given free will to choose differently, but we have been given free will to choose rightly. We have been given all authority and all power from heaven because we are in Christ. Therefore, we have self-control. We get to see the choice. We get to see the way of escape that God provides in our temptations, in our test. We get to see how God will show up for us in our most hardest places. And in those places of temptation, what the Lord says is choose me. Choose me. Choose my way out. Choose my way of doing. First Timothy, or maybe it's Second Timothy 1.7, says that God does not give us a, sp- a spirit of fear, of timidity, of fainting, but he gives us a spirit of power and love and a sound mind, which is also self-control and self-discipline. That is still one hand, fear or power. Along with every temptation, with every test, with every trial, we have the free will to choose God. We have the free will to choose health. We have the free will to choose life. Deuteronomy 30 said, God set before him life and death. Choose life. So in every circumstance, in every temptation that comes at us, we get to choose life. We get to do it in his strength. We get to do it in his power. And that is his will for our lives. So we have to start flexing our endurance muscles. We have to start lifting those weights. And we have to start building those muscles. And it is hard at first, I'll tell you. Getting free from food often feels like a 35-pound kettlebell that somebody's asking us to, 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 to lift, to rack, and to press over and over and over again. It feels that heavy at first. But after a while, by flexing those muscles, by continuing to lift that weight, by continuing to, to, to walk into temptation, fully surrendered to the will of God, looking for our way out, we are still having to lift and rack and press that weight but our muscles are used to it. We have grown stronger. The tears have happened. The recovery has happened. So in the moment, if you're just starting, if you're in week two with me in the group coaching, we introduce the hunger scale where, where the Lord has brought us all to a place of you need to stop, delete the MyFitnessPal, stop with the diet and get real. Come to me. I'm going to tell you how to eat. I'm going to repair this leptin and ghrelin, your hunger and satiety hormones. 
We need to heal this thing first before we start thinking about losing weight. And even the temptation to worry about our weight. We have to find the way out. We have to find the truth. We have to reframe it in order for us to continue to lift this weight. We even have to see the temptation to worry about our weight as a test. A test of our strength, a test of our resolve, a test of our surrender to the Lord. Let's reframe temptation to think about a test. Think about training ground. Eventually, we will have to tow a starting line. Eventually, we will have a race. But this is the training ground. And depending on where you are, I'm I'm a former ultramarathon runner. And when I was training for marathons, I put myself into 30-week training blocks, broken down 12 weeks, 12 weeks, and 6 weeks. The first 12 weeks, I, I just focus on building my base. The next 12 weeks, I focus on endurance. The last six weeks, I focused on fine-tuning and getting faster. All the while, I was working on stability and mobility and posture and nutrition and hydration. We don't wake up one morning and say, I'm going to go run a marathon when we haven't even gone for a walk in the last six months. So why are we expecting ourselves to do it with our food? When we do stuff like that, it's only going to get us into striving and more failure and more cycles and more bad habits. And it is another temptation for us to do things the way the world does things, not being surrendered to God. This is your testing. This is your training ground. And wherever you're at, maybe you need a 30-week plan to get you out the door walking so that eventually you can be running. Or maybe you've been running one or two miles every single day for the last few months and you're ready to increase. It doesn't matter because you will be fully equipped for the work that you have ahead of you. Fully equipped to be ready to tow that starting line and be able to run with endurance joyfully and cross that finish line. So let's reframe the word temptation. Let's think of it as a test. I personally don't need to get an A on a test to be happy with myself. B, a B is great. A B plus is greater. I want to pray for you, and then we'll close today. Lord, I lift up every listener to this podcast today, and I ask that your Holy Spirit bring to mind these words that I got to share with them today. Remind us that these temptations we are not facing alone, we are not in alone, 
and that you provide us a way out. In these temptations and trials and testing, Lord, you give us our way of escape. You give us the power to withstand. You give us discernment. You give us wisdom. So let us humbly and boldly come to you asking for wisdom. Because we know that you are a God who gives good gifts. Help us see the lies that the enemy has put into our minds. Help us break the cycles, the patterns, and the habits of using food in emotion. Help us come against us using a physical thing to fix an emotional thing. Heal our hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So as you go away from this today, I want you to ask yourself, what is the way of escape the Lord is providing me right now? Allow yourself to get back into your body. Seek the Lord and his guidance and his wisdom. Discern what he's trying to show you and say to you. And find the way out that the Lord is providing in this training ground, this testing, and whatever temptations come at you. Until next time, keep moving forward.